Thank you for tuning in to Conroe United Pentecostal Church today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. If there is ever anything we can do for you, please email admin at conroeupc.org. Hallelujah. 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 We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I'm so thankful to see each of you here on this Sunday morning. Today is a good day. And today is a wonderful day. And someone, I spoke to someone earlier this morning. And, and I told them how much faith I had for, for the day. And I knew it was a wonderful day. They said, how do you know? I said, because my phone has rang all morning with people who cannot be here. That let me know that something good's trying to happen here in this house this morning. Wonderful worship to our guest today from my heart. I say thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. Aren't you happy to be here? Amen. Do you, can you just maybe dare to believe? Just risk. Take the risk. Take the plunge. That God just might have something for somebody here this morning. But how about we make it a little more risky? What if he's got something for you? Can you dare to take the risk? This might be my moment. This might just be my moment. Amen. Amen. I'm so thankful that you're here. You may be seated. The day was June the 12th, 19. 87. When I thought of this date and these events, I realized that most of, or a great number of the adults, I say that in quotes, in this room were yet a forethought in 1987, some 32 years ago. But President Ronald Reagan stood in front of that Brandenburg Gate in East Berlin. And he began to speak. He spoke. um, We thought he was speaking to a single man. But then we looked back and realized that he was speaking to the entire world in that day that he shared that famous speech. Behind me stands a wall that encircles the free sectors of this city, part of a vast system of batteries and divides the entire continent. Standing before the Brandenburg Gate, every man is a German, separated from his fellow man. Every man is a Berliner, forced to look upon a scar. As long as this gate is closed, as long as this scar of a wall is permitted to stand, It is not the German question alone that remains open, but the question of freedom for all mankind. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and for Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, that wall that had been erected in early 1961 to separate what would become known as the East and the West in that city of Berlin. 
It was erected to stop the flow of German citizens from the eastern sectors to the western sectors. It became known as the wall. Twelve foot tall, it completely circled West Berlin. Twelve foot tall, but it was much taller because the impossible task of, of reaching, of leaving the east and entering the west would cost blood and cost many lives. From the air, from the air, there would appear to be two complete different worlds on one side of that wall would be a prosperous city. One side of that wall was new construction, bright colors and paint, modern architecture, crowded sidewalks, and modern cars. On the other side of the wall, though, was a void. Buildings yet scarred from World War II. Buildings yet unpainted and unrepaired from shelling during that great conflict. What vehicles were there were old and decrepit, mostly operated by the government. The pedestrians that walked were not dressed in bright colors and fashionable design as were those on the other side of that wall, but the pedestrians there, they were poorly dressed. They were they dressed in clothes that had been worn far too long, clothes that had been mended too many times, and clothes that Many times they had obtained from somewhere else. These observations that I share with you this morning come from a young man whose name was Peter Robinson, who was a front row player in the coming down of that famous wall and of that famous speech. For Mr. Robinson was the personal speechwriter of President Ronald Reagan. During that visit, when he and the advance team would be in Berlin, beginning to make plans for the visit of our president, he, he says that he managed to break away one evening from the team. And there he was able to meet a group of about a dozen Berliners for dinner. An acquaintance from New York had family there and had arranged secretly for this dinner to take place. He, they met in the home of a Dieter and Ingeborg Els. Mr. and Mrs. Els had retired. They were bankers in that country and retired. But they did not really understand or enjoy, enjoy any sort of security in their retirement. But they had invited ten other Berliners of different walks of life and political outlooks to eat dinner with us at our house. And when this dinner was going on, the small talk and chatter that goes on in a dinner party, Mr. Robinson, thinking of what he would write in that speech for Mr. Reagan, asked the dinner party as a whole. He asked them a single question that halted the conversation and changed the tenor of the night. Eventually, it would change the tenor of the world. He said, I've toured the wall today. I have been on both sides of this wall. I have flown over the wall in a helicopter, and there I have seen two entirely different worlds. On one side, I see prosperity and happiness. 
On this side, I see drab. I see buildings, broken down morale, helpless people and sadness, people with no hope. And I've been told, he told that dinner party, that East Berliners have gotten used to living with this wall. Is this true? Have you gotten used to living with this wall? The Elses and their dinner companions, their guests that night, begin to look at each other uneasily. And then one man forcefully stood up and began to raise his arm and pointed towards the wall. And he says, my sister lives 20 miles in that direction. And I've not seen her in more than 20 years. How do you think that I can ever get used to living with uh, this wall? Another man spoke out these words. He said, every morning when I go to work, I walk down the sidewalk and I walk past a guard tower. And every morning when I walk past that guard tower, a soldier gazes down at me looking with binoculars. He said, that soldier and I, we speak the same language. We share the same history. We are of the same people. We are of the same culture. But one of us is the keeper of the zoo. And the other one is the animal. And I'm not certain which one is which. And then Mrs. Ailes, the graceful host of this dinner gathering, she begins to quietly speak and said these words, Mr. Gorbachev, if he means what he says about peace, then he will tear down this wall. Young Mr. Robinson, simply a 30-year-old PhD graduate whose only job out of college He had only had one job, and that was to be the personal speechwriter for Mr. Reagan. And that debate uh, that happened around that table crossed the Atlantic and made its way to the governing halls of our country. And that debate, uh, it turned into heat, it turned into arguments, uh, and it turned into great misunderstanding and great offense uh, among the leaders of our country. Mr. Robinson wrote the first draft of his speech. He used these words, Mr. Gorbachev, would you bring down this wall? That, that speech, that speech was, um, was rejected by, by the chief of staff of the White House and said it would be too offensive to all involved. So Mr. Robinson rewrote the speech and when he arrived at the second draft, the second edition of that speech said these words, Mr. Gorbachev, take down this wall, making the speech more gentle. But in a meeting with the speechwriter and all of the cabinet, President Reagan looked at young Mr. Robinson and began to talk to him. And Robinson informed the president that day He said, sir, I've been on both sides of that wall. I have spoken to people and seen people on both sides of that wall. And I have done nothing but write speeches and to help you during these years that I have served you. Governors, generals, seasoned politicians, and other men in power do not like the words that I have written. But Mr. President, I have heard the voices of the people. I have seen that look 
in their eyes that they will never get used or accept this wall. And Mr. Reagan said, I like what you're saying, young man. And the third edition of that speech came out in which he wrote those words, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And Mr. Reagan would respond. This was months before the speech was given. Young man, I think I like this. There was great opposition to the vision and dream young Mr. Robinson had said, had found. He, he found himself as a 30-year-old inexperienced, just a speechwriter, facing down the State Department, trying to argue the merits of the speech with the ambassadors. The National Security Council thought this speech. Senior diplomats resisted and fought, saying it was offensive and it was no good. National Security Security Advisor Colin Powell, you'll recognize that name, said the speech was out of line. The speech was no good. Secretary of State George Shultz openly and vehemently opposed the speech. But the President and Mr. Re- and Mr. Robinson were firm in their determination. And before getting out of the limousine that day at that wall, Mr. Reagan was handed another speech to present. And he, he looked down at the speech that he was handed. And he was told that he could not deliver the original third edition of Mr. Robinson's speech. But the Gipper said, uh, he smiled and said, I know you state boys are going to be upset with me and you're going to be mad at me, but I think I've just got to do the right thing today. He turned, climbed the steps to the stage and there on June 12th, 1987, President Reagan spoke those infamous words that you and I, you and I here we remember Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall and that speech ignited two years of riots in East Berlin and to the point that there was such despair and such pressure on the east side of that wall that on November 9th 1989 the East German Security Council met in a desperate moment to how can we bring things under control and in a moment of confusion they decided we'll just open those gates and see what happened. They flew wide open the gates uh, there of the Berlin Wall and that evening people began flowing out of East Berlin into the west and people started flowing from the west uh, into the east and the dream, the passion of a 30 year old young man who had access to greatness, uh, who began to speak these words to a president who would speak them to the world calls that incredible terrible wall to be opened up and the wall would eventually come down the Berlin Wall was a wall The Berlin Wall was an ugly wall. The Berlin Wall is an ugly reminder, but yet uh, it was a wall that was ready, uh, ready to wall, ready to fall wall. I've come this morning with a word of faith uh, for somebody. All week long, I I have anticipated these 25 or 30 minutes uh, that we will spend together. I've heard from the Lord and with great faith and confidence I've come to understand this morning that someone here is still dealing with a wall. But I've come with a word of faith for you to let you know clearly that the 
wall that you've been dealing with, the walls that you've struggled with, they are ready, they are ready, they are prepared, they are trembling, they are vibrating under the anticipation of what's going to happen because that wall is ready to fall in your life. I've come this morning with a strong word today that the intimidating force of those walls are about to about to about to crumble that facade that has held you captive is about to be done away with and even now that wall is shaking it's teetering it's crumbling and that wall stands ready to come down you this morning like the harlot Rahab in the city of Jericho have long anticipated a life without these walls you've dreamed and prayed oh if I could get rid of these walls oh if I had a life that was without this thing that I deal with and this morning I refuse anything less today than to see your wall come crashing down I come this morning to speak directly to that wall and I come to speak to the enemy of your soul this morning and I say devil you might as well tear down that wall devil you might as well get out of the way because there's a wall that's going to come down in somebody's life on this Sunday morning can you clap your hands to the Lord amen 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 in Joshua Joshua chapter 6 verse 20 we read so the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets and it came to pass that when the people heard the sounds of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall this is the wall of Jericho fell down flat so that the people went up into that city every man straight before him and they took the city it occurred to me in this moment it occurs to me that there is little doubt that the, the, at that moment in time the Israelites were scaring the Canaanites to death. It, it, it is no doubt in my mind that the people who stood behind those walls knew of and had heard of the mighty army of the children of Israel. These people lived absolutely in a mortal fear that the people of Israel, this mighty host of people that was approaching their city, they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that they could not stand in front. They hid behind those walls. Jericho feared what was about to happen. They understood that the God of these people had opened up the Red Sea. They understood the God of these people had drowned the entire army of the Egyptian uh, the Egyptian people they understood that all the chariots all the horses all the princes all the mighty men of the Pharaoh had lost their life and they had heard tale through the countryside over those preceding years that city after city had not been able to stand in front of these people they'd heard tales that if the people were hungry God provided them food when they didn't have direction their God would create a 
light in the night that would lead them. They'd heard stories that when they were thirsty, the Lord would carve out a piece of a mountain and allow that rock to follow them around in the desert. They absolutely had heard of the God of this people and they had no doubt that what had happened to the Egyptians might just happen to them. What had happened to the other small cities, what had happened to AI and other places might just happen to them. Israel, Israel was coming. The people of God were coming and Jericho understood it. They, they had heard, they understood and they even were able in the midst of that time, in the midst of, in the midst of that moment that they dealt with there, they understood and know our, our walls might be big. Our walls might be tall. We might even be able to be on top of these walls and have chariot races on the wall. The two walls that were around that city, one was about um, one wall was about twelve foot tall. The other wall was about twelve was about twenty foot tall. The first wall was to stop water in flood season. The second wall was to stop uh, opposing armies. And these men, these Jericho men, they were able to stand there and look and observe what was coming on. I propose to you this morning that the walls of Jericho were yet standing. But they stood ready to crumble. The chariots and king's men were upon them. And like the walls of Jericho that day, so stand the walls that have been built up in your life. I've come this morning with a, with a righteous confidence and a God who knows exactly where you are and what's going on. And while Israel marched around those walls, those walls trembled knowing that they were about to come down. It looked like Israel was going in circles, but the hand of God was upon them. It looked like these people are crazy for walking around the city, but those were walls that were prime. Those were walls that were ready for the hand of God to knock them aside. Those were walls that stood ready to come down. And this morning I've come to march around your wall. I've come to shake your wall. I've come to lift up my voice. I've come to sound the trumpet that will help your walls to come down. I've come to lift up my voice in a shout of faith and confidence in the Holy Ghost. I simply hope my voice will last long enough this morning to allow the spirits that have constructed walls around your heart, your life, your family, and your happiness, your peace, and those things that you long for. I've come this morning with determination I will march around your walls I will preach to your walls I will sound the trumpet to those walls I have every confidence that your wall wants to come down your wall is ready to come down your wall is ready to have the release of the Holy Ghost upon you hear me today I speak against the walls of doubt hear me doubt I declare 
of the Holy Ghost. I declare the working of the Spirit on any doubt that might be in this building. If you've constructed walls of fear around yourself and you hide behind that fear. This morning I've come to march around the walls of fear. I've come to say fear you cannot stay. Fear you cannot stand. You're coming down fear. We're going to march. We're going to sound the trumpet. We're going to lift our voice. And in the moment, in that moment, there's going to be a coming down of the walls. Hear me today. If you find yourself hiding behind walls of insecurity, this pastor is mad at the devil. I'm mad at hell. And I'm mad at what might have happened in your past to create a sense of insecurity inside of you. But I speak to those walls of insecurity. I speak to those walls of intimidation. The things that have happened. The things that have risen up. The things that have laughed at you. The spirits that have mocked you. The walls that have incarcerated you. Every insecurity. Every spirit of intimidation. Please understand today. This preacher lifts his voice. I'm going to sound the trumpet. I want my footsteps of marching to echo around this community that I've come this morning to preach and speak directly to those walls. If you've been dealing with offense in your life, if every time you turn around, you feel offended at this and offended of that, and you're locked up behind walls of offense, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I preach against that in the name of Jesus. I sound an alarm against that in the name of Jesus. You are not welcome offense. You are not welcome and you are coming down. If you're dealing with hurts from your past, if you're dealing with misunderstandings and things that you don't really understand or comprehend, why? The wall called why? I rebuke that today in the name of Jesus. I sound that trumpet. I shout my voice. I expend my strength this morning against the hurts that have caused things in your life. That wall is coming down. That hurt, that pain has incarcerated you. But by the authority of the Holy Ghost, that wall, that wall, that wall of hurt is coming down. If you stand behind the wall of disappointment because other people have disappointed you or life hasn't happened in the way that it should have. This morning, this preacher, this preacher, I lift my voice. I am shouting out. If anything else, I'll shout. I'll spit a little bit. I'll make a fool out of myself. But I want to see that wall is going to come down. I want to see that happen today. If you're dealing with disappointments here, pastor, today, the wall is coming down. That disappointment is not going to control you another day. Amen, amen. If you struggle and deal with bitterness and things that have gone down in your life, if when you turn around, certain things are said, certain names are called, you see certain things, and you feel that bitterness rise in your spirit, even rising into your throat, and you feel that nastiness that comes in our spirits when we're dealing with bitterness. Bitter walls, you're not going to stand. Bitter walls, you have no permission. We are not licensing you. 
you to take up residence here another day. We're giving you an eviction notice today, bitterness. You cannot stay. You are not allowed. And the wall of bitterness, I declare it today, is going to come down. The wall of bitterness has got to go. If there's childhood abuse in your past and that continues to hold you behind walls that are wider and taller than you've been able to scale this pasture today, I declare unto you childhood abuse, misuse. I, I, I rebuke that pain. I rebuke those spirits that have hung around. That's not welcome in the house of God, the presence of God, or in a child of God's life. And I say that must come down if you were in a relationship and you felt spousal abuse in any in any way i declare today we're not going to be controlled by the walls of abuse you're not going to be incarcerated with the pain of the past hear this pastor today i'm sounding it out i'm declaring it out that wall stands ready to fall habits addictions dependencies things like controlled substance things like alcohol, things where you've become dependent on other items for you to have the peace of mind. I will simply say the only thing, the only dependency that you need to have in your life is a dependency upon Jesus, a dependency upon the Holy Ghost, a dependency upon the working of the Spirit of the Almighty God in your life. So I declare today dependencies, habits, addictions, controlled substances, pornography, all of those things that have gripped and controlled you. I stand here today with determination that that wall's got to come down. That wall is not going to be allowed to stand. This morning, it is with faith. It is with determination, but yet it is worth it. It is with, uh, it is with an understanding of my mission from God today to declare unto you that wall of the dependency, that wall of, of addiction, that wall of a controlled substance, that wall must come down down by the authority of the Holy Ghost. And the good news is, it wants to come down. The good news is, it stands poised to come down. Amen. Too many, too many in our day have allowed porn pornography to crawl into their life by hook or crook. The shame of having to go to a store and buy that stuff in generations past was, was somewhat, uh, was somewhat of a, of a, of a restraint upon this nasty, vicious wall that's been built in people's lives. But today, with the click of a button on your computer, with a simple slide of a finger across a, a smartphone screen even with maybe the tap of a smart watch you're able to have that stuff come to you live and free you don't really have to look for it if you're just kind of open to it that stuff is going to find you and what happens is that stuff begins to build a wall of uh, tear down a wall of self-respect and begins to replace it with a wall of self-loathing a wall of not being happy and satisfied in normal circumstances it also in that wall has the respect of others and a disrespect of others that begins to be produced and then people become objects people become just cattle in your mind and spirit but I say this morning if that is if that is a wall that has been constructed in your life I'm standing here with boldness and a confidence in the Holy Ghost you got quiet on me in this one because this is a real one 
in many people's lives. But I stand here today to say that wall that has cordoned you off because of a bad habit of clicking and going to the wrong websites. I am bold enough today to say that wall is going to come down. I am bold enough to say that wall does not have the right to exist in your life. And if if you're dealing with today walls that have been built because the consequences of your own bad decisions really I may not have caught them in one of these general things that I've thrown out but there are consequences in your life of decisions of bad decisions that you've made and they've got you separated from friends and family the consequences of those decisions have got you walled off from where you want to be today I'm pulling out my trumpet I'm grabbing And I'm about to blast. I want to sound a sound charge. As a matter of fact, I want a Holy Ghost boldness to be in this room. I don't want to be afraid of a single wall. I don't want to be afraid of any of these things. I am not. I refuse to be afraid even of the consequences of your bad decisions. But I say, hear me wall today. You're coming down. But I know this. You're ready to come down. You're tired of standing there. But by the authority of the Holy Ghost, your wall is coming down in the name of Jesus. The name of the place was Gadara. Walls had been built there. Walls around a cemetery. Walls in the caves. And one day Jesus' boat pulled up. Pulled up to that hillside that disappeared into the sea. And that keel of that boat landed in the soft sand. And the feet that came out of that boat and began to walk up that hill towards that lonely, ugly, desperate cemetery were the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the feet of the Heavenly Father, when the feet of the Holy One of Israel began to climb that hill, there was something going on in that scenario that was absolutely, absolutely mind-blowing to the, to the community who would see the after effects of the event that was about to take place. Jesus began making his way up a hill. And as he made his way up a hill, Demons began to respond to what was happening. They felt it in the spirit realm before that man, that demon, that demoniac ever felt it in his natural flesh. Those demons understood and knew something different is happening here. And Jesus continues to climb that hill. And then that man so caught up with that, with that, with those demons that were inside of him suddenly his attention is drawn maybe it was the screaming of the demon voices that he had to live with they begin to point and begin to say who and what is this coming up the hill but that demoniac turned that day and something came over his human mind and his human spirit though he was controlled by demons and though he was incarcerated behind walls of demonic activity here comes Jesus walking up a hill and as Jesus gets closer the demoniac 
demonic walls that have held that man for a lifetime. They begin to tremble. I know those walls were demonic because the scripture tells me the community tried to control the man, but they couldn't control him. They put him in the caves. They put his clothes back on him. It says they put him in stocks and in chains. They tried to lock up and chain up the dark demonic activity that was going on inside that man. But man's efforts, man's efforts will never deal with the walls that have been built up in our lives. I love psychology. I love, I love counseling and I appreciate all of those things. But there's some things that require a move of the Holy Ghost. And there's some walls that have got to come down with the power of the Spirit. And so the Lord walked up that hill that demoniac he runs down that hill the Lord's coming closer one step at a time but there's a man that's full of the devil he's running down like a wild crazy man out of the tombs and caves coming down that mountain and when the Lord gets to the point where he sees they're going to come together the Lord stops and that man that is filled with the devil that man who lives behind walls of demonic depravity that man runs and falls down at his feet the Lord stands there and suddenly the walls the demons inside that man they can't be still they begin to cry out and say Lord why are you here you've come to torment us before our time you got here Lord before we expected you to get here and so maybe this morning maybe I can just grab a hold of of the hem of the garment of Jesus and say devil we got here today before you planned on us getting here we come to address walls we come to address incarceration we come to address these things today and devil you might not have been expecting it today but we come with the power we come with anointing we come with apostolic authority we come with the determination and the power and the strength that comes in the name of Jesus I say this morning exactly what Jesus Jesus said to those demons in that man when they requested could they go and dwell in the pigs simply Jesus simply said go and that is my word today devil you must go wall you must go intimidation fear habit addiction you must go you are not welcome and I declare today with the help of the Holy Ghost there is a deliverance and the walls that have been built in your life you're sick of your wall you can't get used to those walls you're ready for them to go but by the authority of the Holy Ghost I'm here today in your face crying willing to make a fool of myself that somebody might say I am tired of living in this mess. I am tired of living in this circumstance. I am tired of living behind this wall. And I'm coming out of this thing. I say, you walls of depression, you are not welcome. You walls of oppression, you are not welcome. You walls of sadness and sickness, you are not welcome. I release somebody this morning by the authority of the Holy Ghost and declare that wall is ready to come down. Would you please stand with me this morning? Hallelujah. Stand with me this morning. I am not going to take any more time today. I'm come today 
to declare your wall is ready to fall. Your wall is ready to fall. From the front to the back, I need you to close your eyes. There's people here that I've never met today. There's other people that I know your circumstances. But I come with a word for you today. You don't have to live locked up in the walls that hell has constructed around you. Darkness is going to leave in the name of Jesus. Addictions and dependencies and even stupid bad decisions are not going to be allowed to live in your life because those walls are ready to be torn down. And in my mind and spirit, I see Joshua looking at the hosts of Israel and telling that trumpeter, sound that trumpet. And I hear the echoing cry of a people that has held their silence for seven days. They've walked around these walls now 13 times. And they're ready for something to happen. And as soon as the trumpet and the shout goes up, there's these walls. There's walls that can't stand in front of that. And I'm bold enough today to tell you, your wall is not going to stand if you're bold enough to lift up your voice and say, God, I'm done with all of this. I'm done. Hallelujah. Nobody's looking around for a moment. Wall, you're coming down. Addiction, you can't stand. Pain, hurt, offense, you can't stand. Dependencies, porn, objectivism, you can't stand. No way. You can't stand. You're coming down. And somebody's going to find freedom and liberty in their spirit today. I'm inviting now everyone in this room that would join me. Would you come around the front? If you're a guest today, I want you to feel free. Just come join us. Just come into the center aisle where you're at. Just come forward. Don't worry about who belongs where, men, women, here, there. It doesn't matter. Just, just come forward. Because there's some walls. There's walls. Hear me. I'm bold enough to say the walls of the abuse in your life can come down this morning. The walls where you've been abused and misused in your life, the hurt and pain that comes from that, the scars, the lack of being able to function even in society because of that abuse. I'm saying that comes down today in the name of Jesus. And when you get gathered up here, I'm bold today. I need you to lift your hands and I want you to talk to your wall. Talk to your wall. You nasty wall. You have held me. You have scared me. You have intimidated me. As long as I'm going to allow this. Wall, you are not welcome 
here anymore. Whisper it with me. Fall wall. Fall wall. Wall, you can't stand. Wall, you can't stand. Talk to that wall. If you've been dealing with intimidation, be brave to say, you have scared the life out of me, devil. You've intimidated me and feel like I was a nothing and a nobody. But wall, you're coming down out of my life and out of my mind and out of my spirit today. You're about to fall, wall. You're about to fall, wall. Say it with me, fall, wall. Fall, wall. I'm not letting you live. I'm not letting you stay. You're gone in the name of Jesus. And as you lift your hands and cry out to the Lord, I want you to start telling Jesus how much you love him and thank him. Thank him for fresh word. <laughs> Don't be bothered. Be willing to pray. Be willing to lift up your voice. Be willing to cry out to the Lord. Don't be afraid of the tears. Don't be afraid of what you feel rise up in your spirit. That's walls that's trying to crumble. Fall wall. Come down, wall. You're a liar, devil. Fall, wall. In the name of Jesus.